This is episode number 88 with Fahim Fazli. Welcome to the American Sippets Podcast, inspiring stories and interviews of positivity, possibility, and patriotism that will lead you one step closer to living your own American dream. Welcome back, everyone, to the American Sippets Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. Once again, my name is Dave Brown. I'm a real estate investor, lifestyle entrepreneur, and the co-host here, along with my partner, Gold Star Wife, author and speaker, Barbara Allen. And just to remind you, you know, our goal each week is to feature stories that will not only inspire you, but stories that will propel you into action in your own life. Inspiring stories, authentic interviews from social media influencers, celebrities, veteran entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders, and just exceptional Americans who are doing amazing things in their communities and who are giving back both in business and in everyday life. These people are living the American dream, and by sharing their stories, we prove what's possible. We prove that the American dream is alive and well, and that you can create and design any life that you choose. You can dream bigger, you can live better, and you can make an impact. And whether they are celebrities or small town heroes, each guest that we have is a shining example of that American spirit. And today's guest, man, we have a treat for you. Today's guest, is no exception to that. His name is Fahim Fazli, and Fahim spent the bulk of his childhood in his native land of Afghanistan. His family is of royal lineage, and his parents held prestigious jobs. Still, when the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan, his family's life was shattered, and his family was separated. Then Fahim was threatened with being sent to Siberia, but he made a dangerous escape on foot through the mountains and spent two years in a Pakistani refugee camp before his family was finally reunited in America. Today, he is an actor and a consultant who works alongside some of Hollywood's biggest names, but it's his service as a combat linguist with the United States Marines that he's especially proud of. In this episode, Fahim shares the emotional story of his childhood, his dangerous journey to America, and his unbridled love for the country he feels so indebted to. So without further ado, here is Barbara Allen with Fahim Fazli. You're listening to the American Snippets Podcast. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of American Snippets. I am your co-host, Barb Allen. Very, very excited to be here today with somebody who I sort of crossed paths with indirectly a couple years ago, a few years ago, when he beat me. And uh, if I had to lose out to anybody, it would be this guy. I'm uh, honored to lose out to Fahim Fazli. If somebody is out there today, if you're listening to the story, if you're driving, if you're not a, if you're not driving, it's best if you're able to pick up a pen and pencil, write some stuff down. You're going to want to hear what he has to say. He's got some great thoughts and comments on life in this country versus life in other country. Fahim is one of those people who has given so much to this country that he wasn't even born into. And he has risen above extraordinary circumstances to not only come over to America, but to give back to America and inspire other people living in this country to do amazing things with their lives through his work and through his mindset. And we're so appreciative to have you here today, Fahim. First of all, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart to invite me for your beautiful uh, show. And I want to salute your husband, 
he paid his dues for this beautiful country. Unfortunately, he lost his life. Yeah. Rest in peace. He's a hero for America. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm honored to be part of this show. Thank you. I'm glad. Uh, I know it took me a while to track you down and do this. Oh, but I'm by, glad the way, did. Yeah. by the way, I didn't beat you. Well, our book, we both, even you did a great book. You have a great book. And I don't want to call myself as a beater or as a winner. We are equal. No, we're that's okay. Look, you can, you can take the win. You deserved it. You worked it. And we are definitely going to talk about that now. People are probably like, what is she talking about? But uh, yeah, so we'll get back to that now. But that was when my book, Front Toward Enemy, was up against Fahim's story uh, with the Military Writer Society. And, uh, and I lost to him. But... Uh, once again, honored to do so because your story and you are just incredible. Thank so, you. Thank you. Let's, you are today. We'll start with where you are today and then we're going to circle back. So people listening are going to know what you're up to, what we're going to be going, getting into, and then we're going to circle back and, and dig into it. Okay. You sure. are um, today. You're in Hollywood. I'm in Hollywood, California, and I've been acting for 22 years and that was my dream. That was my passion to follow my dream. But I had two other passion and dream, which is paying my dues for this beautiful country. And the way I came in this country, this country saved me from the communists. The communists was destroy Afghan 1979, three million of us. Yeah. And thanks, thanks to Ronald Reagan. Thanks to American. Thanks to American Church in Virginia, Charlottesville, Virginia, Robert Filney, the priest. Sponsor us to bring us in this beautiful country, but I pay my dues wait in line Not come to this country legally I wait in line make sure the right paperwork the right uh, Make sure I'm not a criminal make sure I'm not gonna have a bad past yeah. And I wait in line and then come to this beautiful country and I follow my dream become an actor later on I pay my dues for, as a marine as a culture technical advisor for this beautiful country I love it. Love a, it. We wrote a book together. Me and my colonel, colonel, colonel I was working in Afghanistan, yeah. Colonel Moffitt, and it's called Fahim Speaks. Yep, love you it. You can have a, more than one dreams, right? I, you have a lot of dreams, <laughs> and you're you're teaching people how to reach there. So you gave that great overall snapshot. Now we're gonna dig in, Fahim. You came. You were born in Afghanistan. Your family. Um, experience immense turmoil and disruption when the communists invaded. Your mother left with your sisters. You and your father and your brother stayed behind. And at tell tell us first of all, there was that day it all started. You were like what, like twelve years old when you came home from school. I was twelve years old when nineteen seventy nine the Russian the Russian invade Afghanistan. They took Afghanistan over twenty four hours. My mom was a midwife for the president of Afghanistan. My dad was a president of National Bank. And they're both very high-educated people. And we came from the King family with the King tribe, which is Mohammedzai, Barikzai, Achikzai. We have the big tribe in Afghanistan. We run the country for almost uh, 400 years. Wow. And as now, I'm not bragging about it, where I came from, but towards the Russians, they came to, especially the commies, the commies, they want to come to kill the educated people, which is where our family, Afghanistan's only 20% educated people, 90%, I mean, 80% is not educated. That time, 1979, I'm, I'm not sure how, how many educated. And they want to kill all the top 
uh, as soon as possible. But my mom came over from work, from um, her work. She started crying. She says, Fahim, we're leaving. And we were, I thought I'm leaving too, me and my brother and my father and my two sisters and brother. And all of a sudden, my dad was being a little stubborn, hold me and my younger brother, Eris, um, he said, can I hold this too? And he was, his belief was, we Afghan can defeat the communists overnight, which is we have a history, Afghanistan called the graveyard of empire. And we defeat the British three times, 18th century. We defeat um, 16th century uh, uh, Mughal, Kingis Khan, Alexander the Great, and the Russian invade Afghanistan. My dad was taught we're going to defeat them overnight. But my mom says, no, I know the commie is very dangerous. So I have to leave before they kill me because he was, she was working for the president of Afghanistan. She took my two young sisters, which is did the right thing, and my older brothers to be as a security for him, for her. And they left overnight, and I didn't see them for five years. Oh my gosh. And after that, uh, we were, I was demolished. I was 12 years old, and I couldn't figure out you lose your mom. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know this is hard to talk about, and I appreciate you being willing to do so. I'm sorry. No. I'm choked. <laughs> you know what? I, I really appreciate this on a lot of levels, and one of the questions I was going to ask you know, it's hard for people in this country to, you know, a lot of people are tired of the wars and tired and wondering why we're there and why are we doing this? Why are people dying? And so you're representing the people of Afghanistan that's why, you know, and you're that's humanizing why so, this. Yeah. That's why I'm so upset to American kids and American. They take advantage of this country. They take it. They, they take this country for granted. They don't know what they're missing. Yeah. They don't know what they have in this beautiful country. They have lights, they have electricity, they're, they have the best mom, the best mom. I'm not all of you guys, but they still, I mean, you guys been blessed. Yeah. This country has been blessed. That's why I was freaking out 12 years old. My mom left and I become a freedom fighter, which is I was helping the freedom fighter how to defeat the communists. And I lost interest in go to school and I lost interest in to be focused on who I am. And that was my dream. Um, I had a dream that time. I want to be actor, become an author, um, become a Marine, uh, Afghan Marine that time. And I asked myself six questions. The sixth question was, who am I? Who I want to be? Where I want to be? What's my dream? What's my passion? And I had that sixth question when I was 10 or 12 years old. And I brought that six question with me in this beautiful country. I follow it. That's why I'm so I'm established and successful. And I pay my dues. Pay my dues for this beautiful country. Yeah, I know. I, I appreciate all of that. Uh, so your mom and your some of your siblings leave, and like you said, you started working with the freedom fighter. How does that happen? I know you said you were handing out flyers and then you worked like as a double agent, you were trading um, goods with American logos. But like, how, what was the moment? You can't just walk out in the street and be like, hey, I want to volunteer for you, right? Like, so how does that happen? I like, I want to I thank Ronald Reagan always to help Afghan and Charlie Wilson himself helping Afghanistan and Israelis, German, all the other countries are helping the Afghans to defeat the communists. I'm pretty sure there were, I was too young to understand. Uh, 
I was too young to understand. I'm sure while I was working with this store, he was uh, repairing shoes, a uh, shoe repair, an old man. And you, I'm, I'm, now I'm putting two and two together. He was yeah. working for CIA or Pakistan or Saudis or German or Israelis intelligence. And that's, uh, I start, they approach me because, hey, do you want to pass flyers? I give you $2, $3, or $1 compared to Afghan money, Afghani money. And I was so into it, buying kites and go to movie. And I didn't care about the politics. I didn't care who I'm damaged, who I'm uh, trying to scare. Now I'm looking at the long, uh, the long uh uh, the story, what I did, yeah. I did a lot of dangerous things and I, and I'm honored to, I did it. I'm honored to damage those commies and, uh, those store owner of work for, and thanks to Charlie Wilson and Ronald Reagan, send their stingers later on to defeat the communists. And all we Afghan was getting help by all Western countries. And that's, uh, I didn't know that that guy was shoe repair guy was a CIA, but he was Afghan. Right. He was working with the Pakistan, Pakistan to Saudi, Saudi to America, and they're all connected together. Now I'm putting two and two together, and that make a lot of sense. Yeah, so at 12 years old, I mean, I have a, you know, I have four boys, and they were all 12 years old at one point, and my stepson is uh, just under 12. So, you know, you try to picture that. If everybody listening can picture picture yourself at 12 years old, picture your children at 12 years old, and what you were doing and what your children are doing. And now here is a 12 year old boy who came home from school, found out, you know, his country has been invaded. His mom and his siblings are leaving. He's here with his little brother and his dad now working with the freedom fighters and doing these things to hand out flyers. And then ultimately going onto the bases of the Russians and training going, with uh, them. With tra I was training uh, American logo t-shirts and I was, you know, I don't know if you're old enough to understand the, uh, the name of the cigarette was Kent and Elim, Elim, uh, American cigarette was Elim yeah. car and Kent was there. And I used to give them the American cigarette and I used to give them California local t-shirts and they trade, they give me handgun, they give me tools, they give me a bunch of stuff, magazines, they, as much as I can, I was trading back and forth and guess who was buying from me? That old guy was Shoe repair. <laughs> <laughs> the shoe repair guy, I wish, I'm sure he died by now. He was, yeah. that time he was 60 years old. Yeah. And um, he was giving me money and I was so happy for $2, $1 and trade all these big expensive stuff. And I'm pretty sure he was using against the Russian. And the number one uh, technique the CIA or the our military freedom fighters, they taught us how to de defeat the Russian, sell, sell them uh, opium uh, or ashish by 6 o'clock p.m. And kids were selling them the ashish by 6 p.m. By 12 or 11 o'clock or 12, uh, 1 o'clock in the morning, we heard all of a sudden, boom, 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 they're attacking them because they get too high. <laughs> Well, they were getting too. They were too getting <laughs> high. That was one of the technique how to defeat the Russian. We Afghan known for Grola fighters. We are very well. We're good fighters. We are very like um, one of the professor of German professor says Afghan 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 people. They're not for sale, but they're for rent. <laughs> 
Maybe. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> wow. All right, then. So, but I'm in, then we'll circle back and I'll follow that one up with another question. Uh, you sure. know, what would you like the rest of America to know about people, you know, families like yours, people like you who are still in Afghanistan, just doing their best to survive you know i'm sure you hear things or maybe people have said things to you i don't know if you get like people with bad attitudes towards you or whatnot but it's hard for us to fathom or understand life and over there and people get tired of it people get tired of fighting these wars and paying the bills and seeing our men and women come home um, um injured as like your husband fought for this country. You want to bring a peace for this country because 9-11 happened. And I'm saluting him. Rest in peace for him. And I did it because I want to pay my dues for this country because this country gave me a lot. I have a one uh, advice. Actually, I'm not going to call it advice because nobody asked me for advice. I'll give you guys <laughs> one tip. <laughs> and this is a correct English. I give you guys tip, American tip. Um, enjoy as much as you can. Enjoy it as much as appreciate this country. Don't take it for granted. Think about your hot water, cold water, your microwave, your your lights, your street, your shopping center. And I have a one request for all the schools. They should have a one class, a common sense class. Yes. And we do shoving technology to our kids' mouth. We do sh shoving technology to our kids. Uh, we, I call it uh, technology and visible casualty. We shove them to shut them down. We, I call uh, technology babysitter, mm -hmm. uh, invisible babysitter. Um, yes, we should not go invade countries. We should not go uh, be a police of the world. But you have to understand, people like Saddam, people like Noriega, people like uh, Bin Laden, people like uh, abuse uh, uh, their people. But someone has to stand up to protect those poor countries. Those countries been through torture by, um, by what do you call it, uh, boogeymans. And that one boogeyman run the country for 10, 20, 30 years, like Saddam did, like uh, Gaddafi did, like uh, some of the Afghan communists did it, some of other countries, Southeast or Midwest or, or Central America. Yeah. Uh, but we have to, sometimes we have to go protect them. But there's a lot, there's a, there's a, there's a catch behind it. As a catch behind it, we have Afghan, we have uh, uranium, lithium, natural gas, and United States always want to invade those kind of countries or clean it up the communists or clean it up the terrorists or hijackers. But there's nothing wrong with the religion, nothing wrong. People's right. the one that hijack the religion. People become a fundamentalist Christian, Catholic, Muslim. There's nothing wrong with religion. And those countries are like, especially Afghanistan. The, when I was there, 2009, 2010, has uh, been uh, scanned. They scan Afghanistan, the richest country in the world. But you have to understand our government, United States, we have a good agenda as well to bring people to, back to work, not focus them to become a terrorist or yeah. not focus them to become a, using guns, this. If then United States go help uh, Afghanistan digging all these um, lithium, uranium, natural gas, all these things, you can put people back to work. 
yeah. I'm sure everyone is have a benefit of it. I'm sure. So let's talk now. Um, you were behind in Afghanistan, half your family's gone. And then one day the principal of your school calls your dad and says, they'd like to send you to Siberia. Yeah, that was a scary part. That time I was 13. No, that time I was 14. Two years later, my dad was about, he was about to give up, yeah. find a woman, go get married. <laughs> He's good looking. He deserve it. He didn't see his wife, my mom, for five years. And he has a lot of pressure on him too. The commies put him pressure on him to become a communist. They give him the fancy car. And one day the principal called my dad. He says, your son is very uh, intelligent and very aware. I don't see a good future in this country. Why don't you guys send him to uh, Siberia to get trained, become a little communist, which is most of communists go from, like example, Cuba or North Korea. They all go to Siberia. There's a camp. Like they trained him to become a little communist and bring him back. And my dad looked at me and said, do you want to go? I started crying and said, dad, I want to go where my mom is. And that time I didn't know where my mom was. My mom left West and we didn't know what country because the communist was um, uh, monitor our letters, our mail, make sure we don't know where my mom was. And the next two days later, five in the morning, my dad wake up, wake us up without any warning. And he says, put this jacket on. I put that jacket on and I felt that there was something inside of that jacket. And he says, shut up, this is all cash. He sewed the cash between jacket and a pocket. Wow. He gave me one jacket and he gave me this different jacket to my brother. He had this different jacket with the money he had, he pulled it out and he left. we left five in the morning there was a jingo truck, gone in the jingo truck, and uh, heading towards Pakistan, which is uh, south. And we got pulled over after three hours later of our uh, journey, pull over. And guess who was uh, the checkpoint? One of my cousin, he became a communist five years ago or three years ago. He looked at us. I look at him. Then I turn my head down. And my dad says, Go to the other seat. He's going to come in up. But I want to salute him. I want to love him. I want to love him forever. I wish I can know where he is right now. Uh, I heard he's in Germany. I want to find him. He didn't say anything. He just looked at us eye to eye and smile and walk out. And they tell the Jingo truck, you can leave. That was that was our journey and took us seven nights and the jingo track later on stopped somewhere between um thousand miles from Pakistan and the Kabul city. There was a Russian checkpoint. The second checkpoint was a Russian. And the jingo track guy says, Why don't you guys walk west? All these mountain, twenty-two thousand feet high mountain. And took us to seven nights, seven days uh, to arrive in Pala. Wow. Pakistan. So yep. was it just As the a, three of you? Just the three, three of, of us you? and coyote guy. And coyote and guy. And a coyote, yeah. Just walking across the mountains. So, I mean, how, what was that like? I mean... <laughs> Cold you know? and frozen and helicopters above us. The Russian was looking for us because someone leaked information. One of the villagers uh, was being a double agent or, or what do you call it... Uh, 
a spy for the Russian. And I never forget that I was that time I was 13, 14, 15. And I have 15 years old and I saw the chopper, but the coyote taught us when the coyote, when the choppers come in, spread out, go hide behind the bushes, behind the rock. But they give us a, um, what do you call it? You guys call it uh, Afghan, that blanket. Okay. Yeah, it's called shawl. Okay. They call it shawl. Um, they, the shawl, the Afghan, the blanket was almost color of the stone or dirt. Okay. And we cover ourselves. And the chopper was circling, circling, and tried looking for us. And thanks God, that's happened like four or five incidents. We didn't get caught. Jesus, so they were specifically looking for you. They weren't even just patrolling, looking for random people. I was nobody that time. I was 15. My dad was known. My dad was very known in Afghanistan, very high level of, uh, what do you call it, um, um, position. Yeah. And they were looking for him. Somebody leaking information wow. from Kabul city. The guy, the Jamil Fazli left. We have to look for him. Because when the time we were in Afghanistan, and they used to call us CIA kids, which is, uh, hey, where's your mom? The CIA is boom, boom, your mom. All these dirty <laughs> words. <laughs> kids was calling us name and call us busters. They call us, I don't want to name all the names. Yeah. They use like, a lot of bad words, and we were crying. We used to cry. We tell my dad, these kids call us CIA kids, CIA kids, and imperialism. They used to call us cowboy son because Ronald Reagan was a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, things yeah. that we see, we, like, we would never, ever think of this. Crazy. So you guys make it to Pakistan, and then you're in a refugee camp. We were in a refugee camp for two years. Before we get registered to become a refugee, we have to go um, the whole process, get the ID card from Pakistan. And we have to, meanwhile, we didn't make a decision, go to embassy. We had a rumor, my mom is in America. Then we went to Islamabad, the American embassy. And I look at this good-looking guy, 25 or 30 years old. That time I was 15, 16. And he's chic and very clean-cut. Marine stand up front of with a gun, stand up front of the embassy. And with our broken English, with our broken sign language, we make him to understand who we are. We're looking for my mom. Then he went to write it in our name, our my mom name, uh, how many of us there, how many of us here. He says, why don't you guys come back in five days or 10 days? We cannot find your mom. Your mom didn't left from Pakistan as a refugee five years before us. Then we come five years later, um, five days uh, later, and that Marine was look at me. A, a big smile. He says, we found your mom. I'm sorry, I get yeah. emotional. Yeah, it's an emotional story, you know. It's a crazy experience. Um, five days later, the Marine gave me a smile. And he says, we found your mom, but your mom didn't left from uh, Pakistan. 
they left from India, which is we didn't know how the refugee was two refugee camp, one in India, one in Pakistan. And he says, we know where your mom is. Your mom is in Virginia, Charlottesville, Virginia. And some church sponsored them. And the priest was named Robert Filney. And he says, this is the phone number and this is the address. Why don't you call contact them? And that was, we went to change um, some coins. We went to stand up and phone. There was a booth. People when they pack them, when they use phone, they have to go stand up, make appointment. Uh, if you want to call Europe or call United States. And I remember we had that much coins, Pakistani coins. And um, we our, we were after 10, 15 people. We got in the phone. And the phone number, I never forgot that, 703-489-32, Virginia. <laughs> wow. And... Uh, uh, we put the coins, I don't know how much we put. Uh, my mom answered the phone. My dad talked to her. Hi, Fahima. Her name is Fahima. And this is Jamil. And I heard in two seconds, there you start yelling at each other. My mom was yelling to my dad after five years. He said, don't lie to me. You already got Mary and Fahima. And the uh, air has got killed. Yeah. I'm not supposed to cry. Men don't cry. Yes, but men they have. do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's all good. Uh, uh, she's one of my aunt living in Virginia. They came the same time to Virginia wants to get rid of my mom, go back to your husband. Made a story, Jamil got married some young woman and Fahim and Aris got killed in the world. Then my dad was trying to says, no, that's all lie. That's all stupid. One of my aunts, my sister, my dad's sister. And here you go, talk to Fahim. This is Fahim. No, I don't believe you, you don't believe you. And I pick up the phone. My voice, of course, hi, mommy. Yeah. I change. Yeah. <laughs> 17 years old. <laughs> from 12 Different to from 17. 12, yeah. yeah. I say, who's this? I say, mom, this is Fahim. I said, no, you're a man. Fahim was a young boy. I say, mom, because she lost it. Mm -hmm. She lost it because she lost the last five years. Yeah. Damaged. Been damaged. Therapy, all these things. Then I start crying and I put the phone to Aris, my brother, and he did try to come. His voice changed too, became a man. And thanks God, I she put things. Who okay? Tell me where I was restroom, where was our toilet, where mm -hmm. was our bakery? I put it all together, and what I was doing for a living. Mom, you were a nurse, midwife. This, this. I would put it together. All of a sudden, she's tuned down. And she says, okay, I love you guys. 
she went to talk to the priest, Robert Filney. I found my kids and my husband. Thanks, thanks to the church. Uh, thanks to Christian, that church, what they did to our family. And thanks to my dad, he made a decision to not put me, put us in Siberia to become a communist. And I want to thank my mom who was being tough. And my hero left communist. She made the first step and my dad did the second step. And thanks to American, thanks to Ronald Reagan, and thanks to the church sponsor us to come to Virginia and took us two years. Uh, all the paperwork, wait online, do the right way. And attempt, like your great grandfather, all American, they came from somewhere else. They wait online, not illegally, which is I'm honored to be part of this country. I'm honored to be called myself. Afghan born an American citizen and adopted country. I never call America as I'm an Afghan American. I say America is my country. Afghanistan is my birth country. And that's why yeah. later on I made a decision. And we were staying in Virginia. We arrive in Virginia and I look at my mom and there's a newspaper. I will send it to you. The first capture of the news, newspaper that was my first fame started from there <laughs> I, was, I was we were all over the news and all over the newspaper and we started from there and later on we moved to california wow all right so i'm sorry i'm getting emotional i appreciate that you're willing to do this you know and, and do that it is a very it's a hard story to listen to I'm doing it right because I know it has a happy, you know, we're going to happy places, you know, and I really have great respect for people who go through anything that challenges them, let alone on the level that your family has had and comes out the other I side. I hope uh, I'm thinking I do have a PTSD, but PTSD, yeah. we're not a handicap. No. No, no, no. Uh, we're not an handicap. Uh, one of the journals, I'm going to send you the clip of the one of the journals. Say, we're not an handicap. No. But we do get emotional. We do get uh, hesitated by noise, by, by things. Yes. But overall, still, uh, we get damaged. I mean, not damaged. Um, what's the word? What's the right word? But we've been through. We've been through a lot. Mm -hmm. We've been through all these Marines, Army, navies i mean i salute them i love them i love this country so much i did work with the army too with fort bennett georgia i work with special force i work with navy seals i work with the marines and i'm honored call them i don't call them individual names they're all my brothers they're all soldier of united states love it. and yeah i mean if they divide themselves i'm a marine i'm army listen we all won. <laughs> uh, you got to have a little competitiveness. You got to you know, go there a little bit. So you're reunited. Your family's back together. How, I mean, did you start school right away? Was it difficult to 
to get back together with your family? You know, what was it? What were those first few weeks like when you're the first week? Uh, Robert Filney, I've never been a farmer. Robert Filney has a big farm, and he said for him, Do you want to work? And of course, I was I have a hard time with English. I would that time I was 19. Uh. And I was going um, grab one of those uh, more side. Uh, what do you call them? when you put a haze on it and you go past for the cows? What do you call those? Uh, oh. uh, tractor. They call. Tra- yeah, but, tractor. Yeah, tractor. Tractor. Okay. <laughs> tractor. Yeah, he put me. I see. Do you know how to drive a tractor? I'm saying, sure, I do without license. <laughs> yeah. Then I was passing haze, passing, and I was cleaning the church. I was mopping the church. I was cleaning yeah. that. I started that first job. Then later on, my uncle was in California. Uh, he was lived here more than 50 years. And they says, why don't you guys come to California? It's a better weather. And we're all Afghan communities here. Then I made a decision. We all made a decision, moved to California. And my first job was I was a, a first. I was trying to go to school. They wouldn't accept me because I was too old for the high school. Yeah. Then they put me in adult school to learn English. And uh, be honest with you, I wish I didn't go there because I learned Spanish first, then Chinese, <laughs> then English. God. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have a problem with spelling. Mm. When I write it, if someone says like, write a car, I write it K-A-R. The yeah. way you pronounce it, the right. way you hear it. The Spanish, the same thing. But thanks God, I'm learning Spanish and Chinese a little bit and here there. Then they, I was very disappointed because I couldn't get into school. I was too old for that. And I did my adult school and my dad, my parents was a refugee. They gave us a, a 18 months time limit to become a refugee after that. So you have to stand up on your own feet. What I did, the first thing, the first paycheck, I liked it. That was $760. I remember the second paycheck, I tear it up. I'm man enough to work in this country. I'm man enough to make more money. Wow. My dad looked at me. He says, why are you doing this? I said, dad, this country gave us a lot of brothers as country, and I don't want to suck in their bloods from people like you pay tax, and I'm getting free check. I'm sitting for 18 months, and I teared up my second check, and I went to become a chef because I love to cook. And I was making almost $2,000, better than $700. Nice. Then I, I start paying tax. I pay it. And then uh, working in Nordstrom, working uh, uh, as a contractor. And thanks God I got fired from Nordstrom because, <laughs> uh, because uh, I was top salesman. One of the, one of the guy came in looking the mm, customer. Why you buy from him, not from me? I'm the best seller. And I look at him, um, I call him name, and they fire me. And I say, that's it. I pulled the sixth question. Who am I? Who I want to be? Where I want to be? What's my dream? What's my passion? Then right away, go to Hollywood as a work as an extra. Thanks God I got fired in Nordstrom. Yeah, see? <laughs> Sometimes the endings that... May be tempted to be upsetting. They're really just letting you free, right? Actually, I want to go. Free. I want to go. I want to go find the manager of like and twenty-five years ago. <laughs> I want to say thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Getting for fired was me. the best thing. So yeah, we'll go um, quickly into this now. 
I want to get to this whole thing, you know, before we are out of time. So you then go to Hollywood because you want to be an actor, but you also have this desire to serve. So you tried to get into the Marines. It didn't work out. Then you managed to go. So this is like you're in this terrible situation. You go to another situation. Then you go to another situation. You make everything ultimately work for you with patience and persistence. The Marines didn't work. And so then you wind up in Hollywood, but you don't just like hang out and wait tables while you're waiting. You wind up being a consultant to like the well biggest done. names out there. How does that even happen? You know, as always, when you cancel, I'll give, just give you guys a, uh, yeah. a good example. Uh, I want to give you, everybody a tip. When you flight cancel, when you get pulled over by police officer, it's a light. It's a sign for you. I got fired, I got fired by uh, Nordstrom, and I was looking at myself, how many languages I speak? Six languages or seven languages. Then go work as an extra in Hollywood. Thanks to that sixth question. Yeah. And all of a sudden I heard, uh, do you speak Pashto? Do you speak dairy? I'm saying, yeah. Hey, we got a job for you working with Charlie Wilson, which is Tom Hanks. Do you want to send you to Morocco as a culture technical advisor? I'm saying, yes, baby. Let's <laughs> <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> uh, let me see if uh, I can fit that in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then incident, incident. Yeah. You have to rewind what I told you early. The Marine guy in Pakistan uh, embassy. Yeah. I was looking at him. I'm saying, I want to be like him one day. And uh, later on, I came here. I want to go past the test. And I'll see in the Heights, California as a, as a Marine. Yeah. And guess what? I failed. Yeah. Didn't work. I was keep box, pushing those little box, make a hole. Then <laughs> as a computer, I was just guessing. Yeah. Uh, I didn't go through. Then I push other gear. I'm a, not a quitter. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah. And, and uh, you have to understand that sixth question was in my mind since when I was 10 years old, 12 years old. Then I use my acting skill. Then I use my all those uh, communists was I was chasing being double agent right. in Pakistan refugee. I put it combined together. I took it as a benefit. I took it as a experience. And say so all these experience I have, all these beautiful knowledge I have. Why cannot give it to Hollywood? Yeah. Then Charlie Wilson, I did. I did Iron Man. Then keep back and forth, back and forth. I did 20, 30, 40, maybe 50 movies. I was keep growing, keep going. Thanks to 9-11, I become a terrorist. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like not funny, but it is I funny. Know, it's it but, is you know, funny. It's, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I, we lost 3,000 America. Yeah. We lost 100,000 Afghan, Iraqis, this, this. I'm yeah. not laughing, but it's for some it's of us, ironic. it's Yeah, it's there very ironic the way it all goes. For us, 9-11 and was the beginning of our end. You know, it's what the event that set. But, there I mean, you have to be able to find the humor in it. And so the humor of you escaping this horrible situation in Afghanistan and going through everything that you went through to come over here to wind up in Hollywood, and now you're playing the very men and people that you fled from, it's... A Thank wild you. story, like it's crazy, and you do uh, it with I, a heart. I was the one. I was the one escaped from them. Yeah. And now I now, act like now them you... in front of the camera. <laughs> but I mean, you do but it with a purpose. Be honest with you. Be honest with you. It's not bother me. Players, terrorists. Yeah. Uh, thanks God. Lately, I'm playing good guy. I'm playing father, right, and uh, tribe leader. 
yeah, these people hijack the religion. Like I said, nothing wrong with the religion. And I want to introduce these people, how boogeyman they are, how uh, they hijack our women's rights. They hijack our country. They hijack our religion. They hijack our uh, fun, TV, dancing, movie industry. They hijack everything. But I don't want to talk about go forward with politics. Mm-hmm. I know somebody's behind them. Who's supporting them? Who's uh, right. find them? Who's giving money? But I don't want to go that far. But I would love to introduce them. They are wrong. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing with other religion when they hijack the religion and so wrong. They're so wrong. Yeah. They they introduce religion as a boogeyman. There's nothing wrong with the religion. Yeah, I've been playing terrorists left and right, and I'm enjoy it. Then 9-11 happened, and I, I was watching TV, and I said, wait a minute. Yeah. What I have done for this country, I asked myself a question. This country gave me a shelter. This country saving me from the communists. This country gave me a ID, driver license. Later on, I became a, a citizen. Why I cannot pay my dues for this beautiful country? I called the number Mission Central in Virginia. I'm saying, hi, how are you? My name is Fahim Fazi. I'm an Afghan. And the first question you ask, do you have a criminal record? I'm saying, no. Do you have any felony or misdemeanor? I said, no. I said, okay, we're going to send you a bunch of questions, 100 questions. And uh, I pass all those questions. I clearance. So I got my clearance. I got my top secret. And uh, with the skill I have, the language, I was thinking like your husband, yeah. ma'am, your husband want to pay his dues for this beautiful country. And I'm, why I'm sitting here as a foreigner or as an immigrant, enjoy my life and American go fight for this country and I'm collecting money here. Yeah. And so wrong. Why cannot I get up to stand up go shoulder to shoulder with this gentleman, Army, Marines, this, this. I want to pay my dues as well for this beautiful country. As I made a decision, and I speak four and five languages, and thanks to uh, uh, U.S. Army, and thanks to Pentagon, thanks to the CIA interview, I passed. You want to hear the funny part? Yes. When I did my interview with CIA in Baltimore, the guy who Sitting, doing, what's your name? What do you do for living? Where are you from? What do you do for living? I'm the actor. What can I actor? Terrorist. What? <laughs> You're not joking, sir. This is a CI interview. I'm saying, sir, I'm not joking. I'm saying yeah. I'm doing terrorist. Then he went to a different um, a computer. I am DB this. You are a terrorist. <laughs> And I passed the test and I did my training on Fort Bennett, Georgia with Army. And they later on, Pentagon decided to send me with the Marines. I did all my training with 29 Palm. Then I ended up to Afghanistan. And thanks God, my time, nobody got killed. No no Marine died, no civilian died. And I'm pretty sure you check my background. I got American flag, which is that's why I have Mm -hmm. respect for this. And they gave me, uh, they pulled it on the American flag down and they gave me a lot of challenge coins. They get a plug. I got uh, all over the news. I said, yes, I did it. Yeah. I did it. I can keep my heads off. Hey, 
If people ask me, where are you from? I'm saying, no, where are you from? I yeah. pay my dues for this country. Where are you from? Yeah. Yeah, that is great. What was it like to be back in Afghanistan now that was your home and now you come back as an American working with the Marines? What what was that like to be on Afghan ground again? Um, they called me traitors. Yeah. Out of damage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they call me, you're selling our country for American. They told me bad word to my mother, mm. to my father. They call me a lot of bad words. But I look at them. They've been brainwashed by fundamentalists. Yeah. They've been brainwashed, translate the Quran the wrong way. I, I, was not, I was not only a, a, a linguist, I was a priest too. I was a mullah too. I was teaching them wow. what part of the Quran says, go blow up yourself. Yeah. What part of the Quran says you hate Christian or Catholic yeah. or Jews? Show me. Then I'll be honest with you, I did, I did educate a lot of people. That's why the Taliban put a price on my head because I was trying to bring people towards me. And thanks to Captain Benson, he had a cross, and we were patrolling for four or five days, nonstop. Uh, of course, we sleep in ditches and, uh, and mountains. And one villagers come over, is very pissed off. They say, why this American here? Oh, no, why this Russian here? I said, what? He's not Russian. You see, they kept him until so dark. Yeah. Russian left like 20 years ago. They thought it's still the Russian is in Afghanistan. Wow. Then I educate, I educate that poor guy and said, this is Captain Benson. Captain Benson uh, is a Christian. He believes Jesus. He believes Moses. He believes uh, uh, the book, the Bible. Then because Afghan, they believe Torah, Bible, Quran. They believe four books. And they believe Jesus as a prophet. They, Jesus, they believe Moses as a prophet. Same thing like a Muhammad. Yeah. And I educate that guy. And um, uh, uh, Captain Benson pulled his cross. See? You see? I'm Christian. And the guy started kissing him, kissed the cross. Uh -huh. And I wish I had that scene videotape. I was here. I mean, even Captain Benson was. Now he's a major Benson. He's in Cornwall, Virginia. I love you, man. He's a uh -huh. Nice. He's a good man. And Staff Sergeant Cook is in Quantico. Genny is Gunny Cook. And thanks to uh, uh, Michael Moffat, which is up yeah. coming later. Yeah, we're, we were there. I did a lot of safe. I, I, not only I saved, the Marine did a good job, build a mosque, build a day, uh, bring a will, bring a water, school. We did work as a team. Same thing with the Army. I worked with them in Afghanistan. They did a lot of good things. And I want to salute them. I know um, TV, Fox, uh, or CNN, all these TVs try to divide us, which yeah. is so wrong. All I'm asking the media, please unite us, not divide us. We all yeah. one American. We all one human. We all Adam Eve children. I don't know why, what this costs them to, why they want to do this way. I look America in my eyes. What a beautiful country this country yeah. is. Look America what I did for this country, you can do that. You can do that. Yeah, I was very successful. I was very established with my translation. And the Colonel, General Mills, General Nicholson, they were very happy with me. 
And uh, I salute them. I salute them. I salute them. I pay my dues for this country. I'm honored to be part of this country. Well, that's what we're doing here. That's what, the whole reason we started American Snippets is to start like drowning out all the divisiveness and the anger, right? And remind everybody, A, of all the extraordinary people in this country, and B, especially people like you have a great message for all of us. So we're so happy to be able to share it. So let's talk now quickly. We're going to get to the rest of this. You wound up, you worked with the Marines, you supported the Marines, you built a successful Hollywood career, which is still building as we speak. You're getting, you know, more and more entrenched in Hollywood and you have bigger projects coming up. You've been in, probably we've all seen you in movies that, you know, yeah, you've been American in the, Sniper, yeah. American Snipers, Rock the Castle, SEAL Team. Yeah. I just did a, the Barry, the TV show, the Fonzie and um, <laughs> my, just my new juice movies just came out, St. Judy. And I did a NCIS. I did like 100, 150 American Sniper, which is I yeah. did it. Rock the Casbah with Bill Murray, which is I have the biggest role. And I did a John Legend video music. Uh, it's called The Preach. I did it too. And um, I did a Lenny Kreffes video music on that too. That's so cool. And I mean, there's people who were born and raised here who have never done half the things that, that you've done. So uh, I think that's we, an excellent example. I love it. I love it. I love it. i be honest with you, ma'am. Uh, you don't have to call all me, of, ma'am. <laughs> as a respect, because you're an uh, officer, I, you're an officer wife. That's why the, that's I'm all right. used to it. I'm just barred, but go ahead. It makes Log me nervous. Barb. You call me, ma'am. I feel like I'm back, like in the in the court martial process. Yes, I'm like, oh, I don't know. like. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's all yeah. coming from my mom. My mom, yeah. my mom was my role model. My mom never was. She wasn't. She wasn't a quitter. And she teaches how to appreciate life. I mean, I'm established. I'm accomplished. I've done so many things. Where did yeah. I come from? From my mom and thanks to my dad. He didn't make me communist. <laughs> <laughs> you could do a lot of things, Dad, but thank you for not making me be a communist. I mean, it's a crazy sentence to say, and it's real. Like, hey, Dad, yeah, thanks mean, for not making me old. be a communist. Like, you get him the T-shirt. Like, you know, my dad didn't make me a communist. But, like, it's a joke to us. But it was, like, real. That's wild. Wild yep. that that stuff can still happen today. How is the rest of your family today? Your brothers, your sisters? Can I ask they're how they're doing? doing? Yeah, they're very good. They're I, I love them. They support me. They care about me, and they call me the black sheep of the family. We all have one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I do support them. I do care about them. I do respect them, and I have a one beautiful daughter, Sophia. And she's an actress as well. She started becoming an actress. Awesome. And I'm honored. She's the most beautiful daughter in the world. And I love her to that. Yeah, I'm doing good. My dad, my mom passed away, by the way. Yeah. My mom passed away 2011, age of 66. Oh. The funny part is she was my role model. It's not the funny part. The sad part <laughs> is uh, she's, she died age of 66 and I born 66 wow. and kind of, I'm scared of it. I hope I'm not going 66. I want to <laughs> live. Make I want to live like 95. Yeah. There you go. That's a good goal. That is a good goal. All right. Your book. I, which didn't, I had a copy and I don't know where it went and I ordered another one and it didn't get here in time. That's how organized I am. But back when we were both up for the military writer society award, that's when I picked up a copy of your book. I got to meet, Colonel Moffat there, who was such a nice, nice guy. Like, you know, I'm this new author and 
I'm competing it. against I him. And he's like, hey, you know, come. he was just so cool, so down to earth. I sent you that picture I have of us because he was just he was like, nice, you know. And I, that's when I first heard of you and your story. And I've been following you, you know, ever since seeing what you're up to and watching you and learning from you, even when you didn't know I was there, kind of like creeper stalking, right? But, no, um, you don't. So... How did you come about? He wanted to, you guys met over there and became friends and he always wanted to write a book. You wanted to tell your story. It was a perfect match, right? And now that's was, out um, there. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, that's okay. Um, I was in, I was in um, ceasefire between Marine and Taliban and sub-government. Yeah. I was sitting with the Afghan sub-governor and the Marines sitting on their side of the table of course, I was working with American, but I have to sit the other side to translate for the Afghan. Okay. And the guy with the long beard, bunch of machine guns, they all have a machine guns. And said, hey, <laughs> Fahim, you can make him to fight each other or bring him peace. <laughs> and uh, thanks God, uh, I was doing the right translation. Thanks God. Uh, this kind of incident happened bef- before one side is the Taliban, one side is the Marine, and I'm in the middle. And I, I, thanks God, I have enough uh, knowledge to not uh, piss each side of them off. Or there's trouble. Trouble. If this guy using F word, um, the Marine says, what he says, sir, he's not happy. If this guy using F word, yeah, okay. I have to tell the Afghans, sir, he's not happy. Uh-huh. I wasn't doing the right, 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 right. bad word translation. Yeah, he was, uh, Colonel Moffat was sitting across the table, big table, like almost um, 100 feet tall. And he's look at me and say, uh, where are you from? I say, I'm from California. He said, I heard you're in Hollywood, this, this. I say, yes, sir. He asked me, why you quit Hollywood? I'm saying, no, sir, I'm not a quitter. I take a break. I want to come here, pay my dues. He says, what an interesting story. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. Such a nice guy, real guy. And he said, why don't you write a story about your story? And I had a little radio. I was recording everything, patrolling, all these things. I was just flashback and make sure I have everything accurate. That was my idea to write a book with right. a little radio. And he says he's a historian from New Hampshire, and he's a colonel, and he's a writer. He he says, I can help you. Oh, my God, Bob. Great. My angels coming from out (laughs) of nowhere. (laughs) I have a ninth grade educated Afghan. I said, how am I going to finish that? I said, thank you, sir. Then uh, we did a couple patrol together. We went to a couple uh, villages and he got in the plane. He left, come to Virginia. And then I left six months later, come to California. I contact him. Then that poor guy, I'm not calling him poor. He's a hero. He's my brother. Mm -hmm. Um, he came like seven times to California to, uh, write my story while I was talking, he was typing, I was talking, he was typing and then little radio, he listened to it, put it all together. It took us two years to finish, but I pay my dues for him, ma'am. I found him the best wife, Dr. Beth. (laughs) That's a pretty (laughs) nice fee. (laughs) <laughs> I pay back and uh, yeah. I give him, I found the best wife for him. And our book got nominated, the gold medal, Military Society. Yeah. And Tom Hanks um, put a blurb because I was working with the, uh, Tom so Hanks, awesome. Charlie Wilson. 
And President Obama is reading it right now. When you get a chance, go read his letter on, on my website, Fahim Speaks. Yeah. And President Bush, Tom Hanks, um, Bill Murray, Clint Eastwood, all these, all these top, mm -hmm. Zoe Deschanel, all these top, uh, Julie Robert, all these top actors, they're reading my book. And I have a picture and I have a proof. I don't have to bragging about it, but I'm honored yeah, to be no, part of it. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it, uh, without Michael, I probably never finished my dream, my third dream. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and without Michael, I would not be who I am right now. What I tell my stories all over the world and news and the ABC News, CBS News, and especially with you. Oh, yes. I'm and here I'm, on American Snippets. Yes. <laughs> yes. And awesome. I'm honored. I'm honored to be part of your show. And uh, Michael did a lot. And him and I, we were born May 30th. Huh. And we have a we have a common uh, birthday, and uh, his mom was a midwife, and my wife, my mom is always midwife, and uh, this that was the, the puzzle get together, yeah. and we did it, and we Great. did it, and we enjoy it, and uh, uh, um, and the other good news you yeah. told me earlier, every dark has a light, mm -hmm. every tunnel has a light. The light is uh, to become a movie very soon, and we already script. You wrote a script about it, and this, um, the movies um, we already got approached by uh, two or three producer. One from Twelve Strong, the TV show, yeah, the yeah, movie yeah. I just finished it, and a couple of other producers. Uh, interesting, but still we're looking for investor. We're still looking for to tell my story. And my American dream on the movie and to become a movie. And I was going to be, it's going to be a good example for American yes, kids absolutely. in the future. Yeah. And the future of the kids uh, can see a 12 years old boy can have a dream and where he ended up or how he did it. Yeah. And I want to tell uh, my American fellow, don't give up, make it happen. Yeah. If I can do it, you can do it. And please do not take it for granted, this country. Appreciate your mom. Appreciate your dad. And stay away from technology. Technology is a very, very, very damage to kids. Video can be. Yeah. Um, do you remember we used to we used to um, cry to go outside? Right now, if we send our kids outside, <laughs> they're crying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that can um, happen. That can happen. My yeah, I'm glad that my kids have kind of largely turned a corner and they love hiking and stuff now. But it was a battle. It was a battle. All right. So you've touched a lot of times on this question that we always ask. You know, we started again American Snippets, drown out the divisiveness and do what you're doing, right? Remind people. For me, it was more like my husband died for this country. My family lost a lot for this country. And people are just sitting around complaining about it instead of like living it and experiencing it yeah. and being grateful for it. So that was a compelling force for me to do what we're doing here. So I love hearing, especially from people like you. But what I also want to ask you, I know you've talked about it a lot. We believe in the American dream for a lot of the reasons that you've talked about. But if you had to define to somebody, if somebody from Afghanistan came to you and said, Fahim, what is the American dream? What would you I'm tell them? Yeah. Respect appreciate if a person of a country give you a paper a shelter do not turn your back to that country 
Do not bring your fundamentalist culture to abuse. A country has been 235 years already built the right foundation. Do not bring your dark culture sometimes, not all of them, some of them, dark, you want to abuse this, this. Leave your culture, if you love it so much, why don't you go back, live there. Respect this country, respect the flag, respect the people, respect what this country gave it to you. Look at you. You have a church, you have a mosque, you have a synagogue, you have a temple, and show me other country that have all these things. Go to Saudi. They won't allow you to have a church. Go other countries. They won't allow you to have a mosque. This country give you the freedom of a speech. This country give you the freedom of religion. Please respect it. Respect all I'm asking you. As American or as a foreigner or as a whoever you are, black, white, blue, whatever color you are, respect this country. You're not going to have the freedom you are. Look at me. I came in this country. I built a life for myself. You can do it. As American, you are born here. You whine, whine, whine. Why don't you go live in Africa, Afghanistan, India for two weeks and come back how to appreciate this country? Love it. Love it. Thank you. We're going to take you on the road with us, man. We are, we're planning our big event for next year, and we're definitely calling you to come talk. I'd love to. I'd love um, to. All right. love to be part Fame, of it. a little more. And on a lighter note here, if I could call up anybody right now, anybody in this country, anybody in the world, really, who you've never met, somebody you've never met, but you would love to meet that's still alive today, that could physically be, come spend a day with you, who would that be? Ronald Reagan. No, he's got to be still alive. <laughs> You're a rule breaker. (laughs) A person with a good role model, good father, a person has a faith, a person, a good husband, whoever you are. If you pass all these questions, good husband, good father, (laughs) good faith, good loyal American, good uh, humble human being, I'm there. All right, I'm gonna send them, but there's a bunch of them. I'm gonna send my fiance over then to meet you because that's who you just described. (laughs) Okay, I would Um, love to meet him. I would love to meet him. All right, if people want to find out more about you, stay on top of your news when your movie comes out, order your book, get involved. Where can they find you? All you have to do go www.fahimspeaks.com or just go all over the news, uh, Instagram, anything. Fahim Fosley, Afghan actor. And I have seven more movies coming up and three more uh, TV shows coming up. And don't forget, watch John Legend, uh, my music video, and, and Lenny Kravis and Barry, Rock the Casbah, 12 is Strong. Awesome. I'm right to, I'm trying, I don't care about Hollywood. All I care about America, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, uh, but you're doing I, it. I, you're I, living I, the that's dream. That's a bonus. Yeah. That's a bonus. It was a bonus. I love it. I care about it. I'm not one of those show off Hollywood guys. Right. I'm very humble about it. And I did what I did. Um, 
And I made a list for you guys. Make sure I don't miss it. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. And we're going to put uh, we'll put the links out on our site and we'll we're going to blast out a whole bunch of info. And I would if, love to. Yep. I would love to promote you guys. And I want to thank yeah. you from the bottom of my heart. You are a brave woman. You lost your husband mm-hmm. and look at you where you are right now. And you've tried to motivate people. Yeah. You try to you didn't you're not a quitter. You know, ma'am, you're not a quitter. And you could have said, oh, my husband died, da, da, da. You lose your faith, your dream. But thank you. I want to thank you for all your braveness. I want to thank you for the people behind you, your fiance behind you, support you. And I want to thank you to America to bring you a woman's right. And you can stand up, be in front of the camera in front of me, interview a terrorist from movies. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you, guys. God bless America. Take care. Wow, was that not an incredible story or what? Fahim is an amazing individual. We are so grateful for his service and so grateful that he took the time to share his story on our show. If you got some value out of this episode, you enjoyed listening to Fahim, please go to iTunes right now, leave us a review, share this episode with a friend, let them know that they can find this episode and other episodes that we've done on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and more. They can also go to our website at americansnippets.com. They can also check out this video and all of our interviews right on YouTube. We also publish content regularly on YouTube that we don't have on this uh, audio program. So if you want to uh, learn more about Fahim, you're not going to want to miss the full featured article that we did on him over on the website. So you're going to be able to catch the full full article we did on Fahim. You'll be able to watch the uh, full interview that we did with him. And we'll also throw in some social media links so you can follow Fahim on his journey. So that's americansippets.com forward slash 088. It's a featured article and podcast of the week. And again, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, all at American Snippets. And we appreciate you being here. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 